it's game day at Raising Cane's. If you want to order like a champ, it's the action off the field you need to focus on. The only play you're running is chicken. So what combo are you picking? Make it a perfect season. We've got tailgates of hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade. All available to order online or on our app. This season is about to be unbeatable. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. (laughs) McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. And welcome to Adventures in the Spirit Season 4. I'm your host, Jared Lasky. I'm so excited for the great conversations that the Holy Spirit is divinely setting up through this podcast. Uh, We've had so much fun seeing people receive Jesus overseas, seeing people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, people being equipped with the wonderful Holy Spirit, and um, hearing God and prophesying. I want to encourage you guys, I've got three secrets to dialogue with the Holy Spirit, a free downloadable PDF that is in the podcast description right here. Don't forget to share this episode because I'm so excited to be welcoming back Debbie Kitterman. She's prophetic minister. Uh, she's done pastoring, teaching. She's got books out. Um, I had her on season one of Adventures in the Spirit, so please check out that episode with Debbie Kitterman. She's got this new book out called The Lost art of blessing. So we're going to be catching up today about all that God has done in her life recently since our last or our first conversation on Adventures in the Spirit. But we're also going to be talking about testimonies of blessing, of how to walk and live in the blessings of the Holy Spirit. So Debbie Kitterman is a natural born encourager. She's on fire for Jesus, on fire for God. She moves in the fire of the Holy Spirit. She's passionate about equipping individuals And she wants to release you in your God-given kingdom potential. She's an author, pastor, speaker, and she's got the very popular uh, Dare to Hear podcast on the Destiny Image Podcast Network. So please help me welcome Ms. Debbie Kitterman to Adventures in the Spirit. Debbie, welcome. Thank you, Jared. It's so good to be back with you. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. I know I've been busy traveling in mission trips in Mexico and being a mission builder and things like that, trying to settle down. But Debbie, we made this work. So thank you so very much. (laughs) We did. We did. And happy new year to you too. And season four. That's exciting. I mean, I was on episode uh, season one, right? And so there's a lot that's happened since we talked last. Yeah. So catch us up. Since our first conversation on adventures, what has God been up to? 
Oh, well, goodness. Well, let's see. At that time, I lived in the Pacific Northwest, and now I'm living in South Carolina. So God did a suddenly, not just with my husband and I, but our entire family moved um, across the country. I'm a Pacific Northwest girl, born and raised in Oregon, lived in Washington State for 24 years. We senior pastored for eight years that we lived there. And God said, all of a sudden, I want you to move to South Carolina now. And we're like, Well, we were looking at South Carolina when we retire, but trust me, that's like 15 years off, right? And so when he did that, we brought it to our family and we started praying and they're like, we're coming with you. We're coming with you. So my mother is with us. My, uh, both of my kids are with us. And so I, it's so great living in the same space at the same time. And I realized we drove across the country. Uh, I did it twice because we helped one of our kids move across the country. My husband did it three times. I was smart. I flew one of the times. I was smart. Um, but the country is beautiful as we were driving across. And uh, But it's definitely different from, from coast to coast is what I've done since we've last talked. So Right. And then your Dare to Hear podcast. Um, you're still rocking with that on the Destiny Image Podcast Network. And, you know, there's always a conversation before we go live or before we record. And you said you're still still having fun with that. So can you describe that f- to our listeners? Uh, encourage them to plug in and listen in. Yeah. So uh, Dare to Hear the podcast. I have a YouTube channel and I'm also on Destiny Image. And then basically anywhere that you want to download it, they can go to my website and it's got all the links so they can just go, oh, I listen to it on Google Play or I listen to it on Apple iTunes or whatever. So they can click on those links and they can download it. But I, it's called Dare to Hear the podcast. It's a uh, Uh, My ministry is Dare to Hear the Voice of God, Hear, See, and Obey. So we have conversations with, um, you know, just a lot of people. My daughter used to host with me. And so, but she got a job, you know, went into the real life. And I'm like, wait, I want you back. And she's like, I'm exhausted. And like, but people love you. So um, I started interviewing different authors, different prophetic voices, different uh, people within the body of Christ. And it's all around daring to hear God, that really challenge of, will we press in to hear that small voice? Will we hear, see, and obey what he's asking us to do? And so the podcast has a lot of different stuff. Sometimes I teach, sometimes I bring up a topic of something that the Lord's been speaking to me about. And sometimes I interview authors or different people um, based on whoever crosses my path. And because I'm on the Destiny Image Podcast Network, I get some of the Destiny Image authors and I get chosen book authors as well. So it's kind of a, a fun mix. And I've met some really interesting people. Yeah, awesome. I'd like it said, I'm available for any Destiny Image authors and chosen out. Just saying, just putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're hearing the voice of God. You're daring to hear God's voice. And you've recently had a revelation of the blessing, the, yeah. the lost art of blessings. So can you share how you received that revelation and start, encourage us of how to walk in that? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to say it was like a fresh new revelation, although God did bring it back. So it's been 17 years in the making for that particular book. In fact, I think it was supposed to be the the first book that I wrote, but I was like, nah, you know how sometimes God puts something on your heart. And then I was teaching it um, because I was teaching prophetic classes and we needed a part two. People wanted uh, something more. They wanted more activations, more things. And so God had really put that on my heart about blessings. And I was like, I just didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel like I should be writing. I'm like, nah, I had an experience with a college professor, 
not great, you know, I mean, all kinds of things um, along that line. So in, in fact, my first book was the training manual on how to hear God, because I was like, well, that's like an equipping thing. Like I'm a teacher, so I can do that. So I was justifying actually writing. And so, um, and then by the time I thought, well, I'll write this book on blessings, um, uh, somebody else had come out with a book on blessings, which was really good. And I thought, oh, I missed the boat. God passed it off to somebody else. And so I just kind of stuck it on the shelf. And then this year he started beginning to just like, well, not this year, because we're into the new year, but um, he started saying, you just, you need to get that book out. I've been talking to you about that book. It was supposed to be the first book you wrote. So I was like, okay. And it's actually one of my favorite things to teach on besides teaching people and equipping them how to hear God. Because when that light bulb comes on for the first time and they realize I've been hearing God all along and I didn't realize it, that that makes me happy that I feel like I'm doing what God has equipped me to do. Right. Um, so the blessings 17 years ago, spring, rainy day, Pacific Northwest shocker there, right. That it was raining in the Pacific Northwest. I'm standing in the post office and my favorite, um, clerk behind the counter was a believer. And I'd always like try to get into his line when I would go, but today it was like that day, it was like lines and we had to take numbers you know, because the lobby was terrible. You couldn't stand in line because it would block people from getting stuff. So we basically took numbers and mingled around until they called your number. And I had a long wait. And this gal started sneezing. And it wasn't once or twice. It wasn't three times. It was a lot. And every time she did it, he the the guy behind the counter would go, God bless you. And Holy Spirit started speaking to me. My first response was, I hope he doesn't get fired. You know, the whole church and government and separation of that. And, and I was like, I don't want him to get fired because he's saying, God, God bless you. Can't he just say bless you? Like I was panicking on the inside, which I know seems really strange. I wasn't pastoring at that time, but I was in leadership at a church. But in the Pacific Northwest, Jared, it's not as open spiritually as other places. So, but Holy Spirit started speaking to me about that. And I was already talking to him about developing uh, a teaching on blessings to really bring about how do we speak and pronounce prophetic blessings over people. And so that's kind of the origin of that story. Well, that's awesome. Um, you know, we, th that whole thing of being unable to say, God bless you. Listen, you know what? You do you, boo-boo. Okay, be yourself. You know, bless people everywhere you go. I mean, I tell people blessings. You know, some people don't know how to handle it. it uh, you know, I'll tell them God bless you. But oftentimes, you know, that's just like a parting greeting that I have blessings. I'm blessing them. I'm decreeing over them and pronouncing blessing on their life, whatever it is that they're going through. So mm -hmm. can you share some stories that, that you've written about that I've read in your book um, about the, you know, the blessing and how it is cross-generational, it's intergenerational, because, you know, we, in our day and age, we kind of separate people from um, ages, we kind of put older people away, when honestly, our homes need to be full of all ages, our churches need to be full of all demographics of people, blessing one another and hearing one another's story. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, when we intentionally bless people, like God bless you, um, God is, he showed me that we're opening spiritual doors into people's lives for the Holy Spirit to, to target them for good. And that's from Numbers chapter six, which is, you know, 
the most famous blessing of the Bible. I think everybody knows Psalm 23 and they might not necessarily know number six, but they've probably heard it at the end of something where somebody was giving a benediction or, um, you know, they're just speaking this blessing. So they've heard pieces of it. And what the Lord showed me is that when we're intentional to speak his name, because that's what he says in number six, if you'll bless them and put my name on them, I will do this for them. Um, that when we are intentional about speaking blessings over people, that it opens a spiritual tour that Holy Spirit can then intentionally target them for good. And so um, I, you know, I will do it with different things like, you know, standing at the cash register. This is one of my favorite things to do, right? Because it surprises people. Like when you take, you know, the Skittles, which is the rainbow of, you know, flavors and you go, oh, wait, rainbow is actually God's promises. So how can I speak a blessing over somebody standing in line at the um, you know grocery store with me, or even my grocery clerk, um, to where you're just speaking? You know, may God, may the promises of God um, come your way, and may you see the fulfillment of His promises to you today. And it can be that simple. I remember the first time that I was doing this, though, I kind of was like, okay, if I'm gonna, I'm a if I'm going to teach it, I have to do it, right? I have to walk it out. And so I was um, getting ready to teach it for the first time. And the Lord kind of gave me this revelation as I'm standing in this long line and you're looking at all that enticing candy, right? They put it there for a reason. And the Lord's like, why don't you redeem that and turn it around for good? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, so how can you speak a blessing over the cashier? based on this particular thing. And there was that, there's this candy and I can't even remember what they are, but you know, those little eggs that have the surprises in them. Um, I don't even know what they're called. And, and I was like, Oh yeah. Like you never know what you're going to get when you crack that egg open. And there's this prize of kinder eggs, I think is what they're called. And so they were at the cash register. And so the word surprise just kept like ringing around in my head. And so I was like, okay, so you want me to bless her about surprise? Cause it was kind of listening to what he wanted to say, taking something that he was showing me that kind of sparked that. And I got up there and I was super nervous, Jared. I was like, I know people are like, not you, Debbie, you're like so bold and so courageous. No, I have my moments. Um, and so I got up there and I wanted to speak a blessing and I kept just getting, may God surprise you today when he jumps right out in front of you, right? It seems simple enough, but at the same time, I knew what he had been showing me, what I had been studying, what I'd been researching. And so I spoke it and she goes, God surprises people. I mean, it was just like, I was not expecting that. And I kind of waited till she was like handing me my receipt back so I could run out the door. And I'm like, uh-huh, God's going to surprise you. She goes, why? You like surprises? And I literally ran out the door. And, you know, it was, it actually though opened a conversation because I made sure she became my cashier every time I went into that store. If she was there, I was in her line. It didn't matter how long it was. I was in her line and she remembered me. She remembered that. And we started um, a, a conversation for when I was in there. But we can do this in our own home as well. We can ask God what he wants to speak over our parents, our grandparents, our children, our siblings, um, people that we come into contact with. We can ask God, what do you want to say? And we can begin to release that. And we see that in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I feel like we as the church are missing this concept of what it really means to walk in the power of the blessing and also then to receive blessings because as we bless, we also get blessings in return. Oh, that's true. Uh 
You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to CharismaCourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. The scripture says those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Yeah. And, um, and God has blessed us to be a blessing. You know, he blessed Israel to be a blessing to the nations. He's blessed us to be a blessing to Israel, to the, all the nations. You know, um, I don't know that when we give, when we give our time, our talent, our treasure, you know, as a blessing, you know, we're going to see a multiplied harvest, a return of that. We don't give to receive. We give just because, hey, we're supposed to, and, and we reveal the character of Christ. Um, but uh, you, you'd said something about, you know, just, you know, speaking pronouncing and blessing upon people. And the scripture says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, I, I went through some years of very crazy stuff. Okay. From, from being a part of two wars and, and things like that. And then walking into healing some years later. Uh, so I was around a negative environment, very, you know, well, just people speaking bad things, saying bad things. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. So I had to surround myself with positivity and start pronouncing blessings, start pronouncing the prophetic word, decreeing things, you know, and encouraging people. Uh, uh, I, I try to tell people when I hear them say something negative, I reverse that into blessing. Um, so can you kind of share some of the, those things too about, you know, like I'll walk up to my kids and I'll, and I'll put my hand on them and I'll say, you're blessed, blessed. Um, what fruit have you seen in pronouncing over things besides just this, uh, relationship with the cashier who becomes your cashier? Keep, you know, keep doing that. Okay. Like keep building relationship with waiters, waitresses, tip them. Well, you know, don't, you don't have to tip your coffee baristas all the time. For some reason, that's a thing, but you make them your, your barista, you make them your waitress, you build that relationship with them. So can you share some other stories about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like especially like with our kids, right? I think it's really important that we as parents, and we can see this if we go back in to the Old Testament, um, and we can see, especially with Jacob and Esau, right? Um, when the blessing was given, Jacob got the blessing of the older child, Esau, and the power in what the father released, Esau was like, but I want my blessing too. See, they had an, I, they knew something in the spirit that when a blessing was released, that um, especially from a, a patriarch or a matriarch of the family, 
over the child that God would come along and he would see it to fruition through the generations, not just in their lifetime, but through the generations. And we see that with Abram and Sarah, right? When God spoke to Abram and he um, released a blessing over him, it's generations that it comes to pass. So like, for example, my son, um, he was very shy, very reserved, very held back. Um, and I was asking the Lord, well, what do you want me to pray for him? How can I pray for him? And what, what are the giftings and the qualities and the character that are in there that I should bless to come to the forefront? Because I don't think you've created him to be this, um, you know, soft-spoken, I'm going to hang back. I'm not going to respond. I'm going to, you know, kind of be fearful and, and, and shy of all this stuff. And the Lord spoke to me that he had a heart like David and that he was a leader. Now on the outside, I'm looking at this kid going, well, I don't see that, but I knew what God said. And so I started blessing him. I bless you to be a musician like David was, that you will have a heart like David and that you will seek after God. And I would speak him out. I would pray him over him. Um, you know, even when he was just a little kid and he didn't even understand what I was doing, I was doing this. And I have to tell you, when he started in middle school and he started uh, with violin, because that's what they could do at the time, I was like, this kid is not a musician. I mean, not at all. I was like, earplugs were not enough. Um, and just the sound that came out of it. And then the next year he went to the saxophone because, you know, the first year you have to play the violin because that's all they had for that. And then the next year he did the saxophone. But it wasn't until he got um, a hold of a guitar. And now he he does not just electric guitar, he does bass guitar, but he just stepped into his own. And like his music teacher would even say, He's not practicing. I can tell. But the kid has natural talent. We're like, yeah, we know he's not practicing at home. And so he would say, I'd like to say he's wasting your money, but he's really not. He's like taking what he learns in the 30 minute session with me and he just picks it up naturally. And so it was like I can attest that that is the Lord because I was blessing him to be that musician, have that heart of David. And now, you know, now we live in the same place and I get to watch him worship on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. And he does have a heart of uh, David. He does come in. He uses that gift. Now the leadership one, that was one that I was like, okay, I'm going to keep praying over him. I'm going to keep releasing that blessing over him. And I watched him change through the years from being that I'm going to stay in the back to really being that I'm going to step forward and be a leader. And I think he was in high school, Jared. And I remember we were having this conversation about um, being a leader or being a follower. And the wisdom that he had when we were having this conversation out of it, he said, well, he said, a good leader knows sometimes you have to step back and let other people lead and you'll follow them, but you're still the leader. And we were just kind of having this conversation. I'm like, where did that wisdom come from? Because I was not seeing that in the natural, right? And the Lord said, because you've been blessing him from the time that he was little, and this is what God is doing. You might not see it because you're so close to it in the everyday, but God is actually doing something. And we can do that. We can do that with our children, no matter how young or how old they are. And I especially, Jared, love to do it with babies that are just born. Um, once the you know I get invited to baby showers, I'll write a blessing in the card based on what the Lord tells me or based on their name. 
because we can look up what their name means. We can look up what scripture goes with it and we can look up the spiritual connotation of their name. And I can write a blessing based on that and based on what the Lord said, and then give it to the parents so that the parent can begin to pray that over the child as well. Amen. So here's a question too, uh, referring to that. What about the prodigals? You know, um, I know that there are people who will listen to this. They've got prodigals in their life. You know, they're praying for them. Uh, sometimes it could be, be discouraging. I mean, I personally, you know, I could go public with this. You know, I have a twin brother in and out of prison, all kinds of stuff. You know, he's not serving the Lord. You know, so just to be honest, sometimes it's just like, why am I still praying for him? You know what I mean? But I'm still speaking and pronouncing blessing. That's just a, a personal battle of mine, you know, like, man, I don't have the energy at the moment. I, I, I need to like kind of work it up, but just know, Hey, I'm speaking blessing from a distance. I'll even, you know, if we're in person, you know, I'll tell them the truth, you know, in love, you know, um, that, that dynamic and, and relationship has changed over the years, you know, where I think years ago I was more preachy, you know, now it's just, I'm living the spirit empowered life. And yeah. they know this, so I'm uh, available. So what about, what do we do for the prodigals in this situation? Yeah, well, you know, I stand on the scripture that the Lord says you and your entire household will be saved, mm -hmm. right? So we stand on that scripture and we begin to do that. And then we say, God, what do you want me to pray? How can I release blessings, right? Not curses, not curses, because we're supposed to speak blessings, not curses. And we're supposed to pray for those who persecute us, right? Now, not necessarily that the prodigals are persecuting us, but they are actually walking contrary to God's plans and God's purposes. So how can we pray for them that actually lines up with what God wants to accomplish in their life? And so I'll do a couple of things based on, um, you know, what God is asking to do but here's a couple of things that people could do first of all stand on that promise that you and your entire household will be saved right it may not look like it just like with my son he might not have looked like he had a heart of david and a worshiper and that he was a leader but by speaking and pronouncing and calling him into the plans and purposes that god had created him for he began to walk in that and it was simply just saying god i'm giving you permission to move in my son's life so for all of those that have prodigals, you just want to begin to pray, God, what do you see them as? When you look at them, how do you see them? Not what they're walking in, not their faults, their failures, their sins, none of that. But how can I bless them? And maybe maybe there's just a lot of... Um, angst and a lot of stuff. And we're like, we don't have the words for that. That's okay. You can just say, I bless them in the name mm -hmm. of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you go brood over this family member? And would you create space for them to have their eyes open, the veils, re the veil removed from them so that they could see who you are and that they would have an encounter with you that they could not deny. And sometimes we just start there. Sometimes we just start there because other words don't come. And then as you do that for a while, you can begin to say, okay, God, now how do you see them? And then we just say, I bless them, Lord, to come into the fullness of all the plans and purposes that you have for them. Not that I have, right? What do we know that the scripture says? That God would want all to be saved. That he would want all to know who he is. Even those prodigals, even those ones that have walked away, they've walked away because of hurt or because of different things in their lives. But the fact is, is that they have a creator that loves them still, 
in spite of what choices they're making. So we bless them to come into the fullness of all God's plans. God had plans for every single one of us before we were even in existence, before the foundations of the world were even Mm -hmm. laid. And so we pray and we continue to pray and we continue to open spiritual doors for the Holy Spirit to intentionally target them for good. Amen. You know, I was going to ask you about one more question about this book. Um, But what from here, I feel led that that we need to jump into blessing people. And so this this podcast is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not just information, it's activation. So can you lead our listeners in an activation to walk in the blessing of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, absolutely. You are now speaking my language. I love activation, Jared, because I feel like if we just are hearer of the words, but we don't actually do it, then is it really making that connection for us to really step out? Um, And so right now, I want everybody to think about someone that needs a blessing someone in your life. Maybe it is the prodigal. Maybe it is um, your kids or maybe it's somebody that you work with. Right. And especially if that person is persecuting you or you don't necessarily get the warm fuzzies, right? That's the best place to start. But think of somebody right now that you want to bless and then um, ask the Lord for one word. I love to do this, like one word, just like when I was standing in that um, grocery aisle waiting to check out and I saw that Kinder egg and the word surprise came to mind, right? So think of one word, like, like, Lord, when I think of this person, what is one positive word, right? Not a negative word, not they're angry, they're bossy. Like, what is that? Flip the script around, Jared. That's what you said, that that you, when you hear people say negative, our words are powerful. So when people say, I can't, well, the fact is, is all things are possible through God who gives us strength, right? Yeah. And so when you think of that person, what word comes to mind? And then when you get that word, surprise, or you get that word promise, then is there a scripture that's tied to that? Is there a scripture that comes to mind? And we all have um, digital devices or we all have access to the internet. So if a scripture doesn't come to mind, you can Google and you can go to your Bible app and you can put in that word and see what scriptures come to mind. And then take that scripture and that word and begin to fashion a blessing that you will pronounce over that person. You could even text it to him if you um, have that kind of relationship. I am praying the blessings of the Lord for you today and may you, and then you just speak it out, right? So it's really, it's really simple. Like even if people are like, well, a word's not coming to mind. Okay, stop right now. And I want you to look around your area. Whether you're in your kitchen or you're in your office or you're standing in the bathroom doing your makeup, what is around? Now, I actually don't use close-up toothpaste, but I actually like this one. I use Crest toothpaste and I've been trying to think of a blessing based on Crest, but you know, I just haven't, Jared. So like, for example, if we do um, close-up toothpaste, may you experience God close up? Hmm. See how simple that is? So God will take, even if you're like, I don't know, I can't come up with a word, but on your desk, you have a seashell. 
well, what is a seashell? A seashell, when you pick it up and you listen to it, it has the ocean in it, right? So it's got a a signature of the creator inside of that seashell that seemingly is just kind of an ornamental piece sitting on your desk. Or maybe you have something else. Maybe you have a fan or maybe you have a flag. So what does that represent? And then fashion a blessing that you could then begin to speak out, begin to pray over them. And if you can, contact that person and release that blessing to them. So that's kind of my activation. That's one of them. At the end of every chapter of the book, you know this, I have the legacy builders because I'm like, we have to put into practice what we're reading or we will never actually activate um, and engage the material that God is speaking to us. And so I'm I'm really big on activation. So there's there's an activation at the end of every chapter. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much for sharing that while you're, you're talking, you know, my, my twin brother comes up, his name is Jacob, you know, he in and out of prison, but this is really uh basic, I guess, if you will, or elementary, if you will, just, I got the word love. Yeah. God loves Jacob. Yeah. And then again, this is elementary too. John three sixteen came to my mind. I'm basic Bible verse. You learn it as soon as you get saved. And then the prayer was being fashioned for God. So loved you, Jacob, that he gave his one and only son Mm -hmm. for God. So loves you. And I'm just saying that now. God so loves you, Jacob. God so loves you. So anybody watching, listening to this, start, you know, participating in the activation, bring up that name get that Bible verse, start fashioning it into a prayer of blessing in Jesus name. So we bless all those prodigals. We bless all those people being prayed for right now. In Jesus name, blessing upon blessing. Debbie, this was an incredible time as always. I will have you back again. You'll probably have like four books out by then. (laughs) We'll see. I know there's all, when you finish one, there's always two or three in the shoot, you know, ready to go to be, be edited. But, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and also your book, Legacy, The Lost Art of Blessing? Right. Well, the Legacy book is on Amazon or they can go to my website, debbiekitterman.com, just how it's spelled right there. Um, and then they can find it in my shop, but they can also click on the podcast and they can see all the links for that. And they can find all the different things that I'm doing. I do workshops. I have a prophetic community. I have all kinds of things that are available for people. And I even have a freebie section too that they can um, unlock and stuff and they can get access to that as well. So Jared, thank you so much for having having me on. I love talking about this. I mean, you can tell, like, I love talking about the prophetic, but blessings has been in me for over 17 years. Just really the power of our words and being intentional to place them over people. And I was thinking about your brother, Jacob, and you said the word love came to mind and you had John three sixteen, which I love that exactly that, but I'm going to um, also speak a blessing over Jacob too, that he may experience firsthand the love of the father, um, encountering him in a real way that he cannot deny that God's love is real and it's chasing after him today. Amen. Well, thank you so very much, Debbie. I want to encourage everybody to go to debbiekitterman.com. You can go to Amazon, get your book, Legacy, The Lost Art of Blessing. I got a copy right here. Listen, all my guests, to honor them, I read through, you know, every page. Okay. This, this is an amazing book. Okay. So I want to encourage everybody to check that out. Check out Dare to Hear podcast and also subscribe 
Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, season four. And listen to my previous conversation with Debbie, season one, a couple of years ago, you know, um, during the height of all that mess in 2020. I'd love my year back, but the ministry exploded all for Jesus' glory. So share this episode, tweet it to somebody, text it to them, post it, do whatever it takes so that people can walk in the blessing of God. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.